You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This, this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome into the latest edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey alongside George Bremer. George, Colts get the first one of the season. Not many people saw it coming over the Chiefs, that's for sure, the way the Colts played the first two weeks of the season. How is everything in the neighborhood? Are people happier the last few days? Is there a bigger smile? Does the air smell a little bit fresher uh, for the people uh, where you are? Yeah, you know, I think that's always the case, right? Winning kind of takes care of everything. I think, who was it? It was Bill Parcells. It feels like everything was Bill Parcells. Said uh, <laughs> winning's the best deodorant. You know, it just covers up everything else. Uh, there's no doubt there's a more pep in the step for the for the fan base. Uh, but I think there's also a lot of healthy skepticism right now. You know, this this is a team that's been hard to figure out through three weeks. Uh, there are some very concerning issues. Uh, and I think we talked about it after the after the game live, you know, there were some really good steps forwards, particularly on defense and, and special teams. So, you know, I think we're going to try to spend at least a, a good part of this next hour trying to figure out just who exactly this team is. It's a great point. You're right. Winning does cure all, at least in the short term, right? Like the Monday was, was great. It's nice to kind of wake up and talk about and be positive about a team that actually won a game for the first time this season. But you are right. And that's let's just start right there, George, because through three games so far, we have seen some good with this team. We've seen some bad. And boy, have we seen some ugly. So who are the Colts in 2022? Are they actually a good team? Are they a bad team? They just kind of got lucky on Sunday against the Chiefs and will not be able to back that up. A few numbers that I want to throw you away before we get your take on what kind of this Colts team is. The Colts right now are dead last. 32 out of 32 in terms of scoring offense, averaging 13.3 points per game. They are 20th in the NFL in terms of passing yards per game. Matt Ryan out of 32 quarterbacks, is 29th in passer rating. The Colts have allowed the third most sacks so far, 12. And on the opposite side, the defense, right, we've talked about one of the areas we talked about is getting pressure on the quarterback. Well, right now they have four sacks on the season. That's tied for 28th in the NFL. So the numbers at least tell you this team is not very good. Are the numbers correct? Or maybe is there some pauses where you think this team is actually better than what the numbers suggest after Sunday's win? Yeah, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. It almost always is a little bit of both. There's no doubt they struggled. And for two-thirds of the season, they've struggled mightily. You know, the the Kansas City game, uh, they had some areas pick it up. The offense really struggled most of the day still till the final drive. But the defense uh, really came on strong, probably had its best performance, not just this year, but in in several years uh, that you've seen from that defense. But it's, I, I think the defensive numbers are a little bit more misleading simply because uh, I think the pass rush early on, teams were doing a lot of quick game against them. You know, three-step drops, get rid of the ball. It's hard to really get to the quarterback in that situation. Uh, and then on Sunday, they only have one sack. But if you watch that game, they affected Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think they had 38% of the dropbacks. There was pressure on the quarterback. You know, so the, the the sack number itself probably doesn't tell the whole story. I think on offense, the numbers are painting a pretty accurate picture right now of where this team is. Uh, they're not blocking people it's as simple as that they're not getting the blitz blocked on a consistent basis they're not protecting the quarterback and on Sunday they added to that by not really opening up a lot of running lanes for for Jonathan Taylor so uh, I think this offense right now has a lot of work to do to get to where it needs to be Uh, I think defense is probably better than the numbers suggest it might be 
Just to get everything right, George, because we are a pod that prides ourselves in getting things right. Our great producer, Bill, pulled this up. Elizabeth Taylor was the one who said success is the best deodorant. So look at, we are going, forget just, you know, football coach speak. We're going out into the other, you know, the real world culturing ourselves. Thank you, Elizabeth Taylor, for that tremendous quote there. She is right because, boy, the Monday mask, a lot of disgust from the first two weeks, that is for sure. You're right. When it comes to the defense, George, you're right. I think this defense so far has played better than the numbers suggest. And I think that what we saw on Sunday especially can be carried over and can be duplicated now going forward. Like I said, the pressure rate was there. Even though they only got one sack, they felt like they were in Mahomes' grill and kind of forcing him out of the pocket almost on every drop back he had. I felt like there was always some sort of pressure in the face. Defensively, the, the coverage was really tight. Stephon Gilmore had the best game of his career. You know, a lot of um, uh, even – Outside of one or two, for the most part, uh, catch and runs. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, catch tackle right there. So the defense did a pretty good job um, of limiting. And only two touchdowns to the Chiefs is a very, very impressive uh, mark for sure. Anytime you can have a defense kind of hold Patrick Holmes and co. in tight. Overall, I think this is a good team, though. Uh, I know it's looked ugly and more bad than good so far through the first three weeks. But I think this is still a good team because I think what we saw on Sunday it's a harbinger of things to come in the fourth quarter where the offensive line, if you are able to give Matt Ryan time, you saw Matt Ryan make a few throws, and you saw a few guys of those, Alec Pierce, whether it was Jelani Woods, whether it's Paris Campbell, step up and make plays when they've been asked upon. I think the one thing the numbers can't quantify, and I think it's going to help the cult up moving forward here, is confidence. Right in the first two weeks, there were so many unproven players on this team that we kind of asked and were relying on to step up, and they couldn't do so. Now you have Al Pierce have his first career catch on a nice, you know, uh, pass over the middle. Had that bomb down the sideline for the longest play of the day for the Colts uh, to get them off of their end zone. And then the last drive had a big catch to get them deep in the Chiefs' territory. Those are three huge catches in the situations the Colts were in where he was able to step up and make a play. Jelani Woods, his two, first two career catches, both touchdowns. The second one, obviously, really, really, really clutch. So now you are starting to see, I think, the trust uh, start to form. And I think the confidence start to build for some of these younger guys and inexperienced players that haven't been able to really make an impact before. And I do think that is a tangible thing you can carry over now moving forward where it's kind of like, okay, we did it for the first time and kind of put everything around us and then you just go play football. I think it's going to help this Colts team be a better team moving forward. So even though the numbers, especially offensively, are very ugly so far through three weeks, I do think going forward, this is a better team uh, than what the numbers do suggest. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I just think the biggest problem right now is the offensive line. I mean, we've talked about that really all three weeks. Uh, they're just not letting things develop. You know, everything from uh, not having time to even get a pass off, which has been happening far too often, to just not having time to let to go through your reads and let guys get downfield and make big plays downfield. Uh, but I think one thing that's encouraging you know, they've had two close games and, and one game where they really got whipped down in Jacksonville and the two close games, they've had drives in each of those games, one to tie the game in, in Houston, one to win the game here against Kansas City. Uh, and over time of that, that Texans game, they go down and put themselves in position to, to kick the game winning field goal and miss it. Uh, but that that tells you something about the offense. You know what I mean? They've only had a few chances uh, in what you would call clutch situations. And they really kind of consistently deliver. That's the one spot where they've been good. Now, you've got to be better the first three quarters of the game. I think that's one of the big parts of it. You right. Know, so, so that those kind of situations maybe pay off more often. Uh, but that part, if you're looking for something encouraging on offense, to me, that's it. The fourth quarter, even in Jacksonville, it was ugly the whole game. 
but what little they did move the ball mostly came in the fourth quarter. Then they got in the red zone and, and had tremendous issues. But I think in all three games, the fourth quarter's probably been their best offensive quarter. You're right. And especially too, when we're talking about like identity, like who is this team? I think it's fair to say like this team is one that is led by Matt Ryan where they're not going to give up. They're always going to be in the game. I understand the Jacksonville game, like I said, was all bad. So we throw that out. They came back down 17 points in the fourth quarter against the Texans and obviously, you know, came back against the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. They are ones where even when things are not going their way, I think you can't count this Colts team out for the most part, which is something we really haven't been able to say in a few years. Obviously, last year with Carson Wentz, this was a team that got off to a hot start and couldn't close. I do think, I know it's early on in the season, but I, I do think you can call this team relatively, we'll say, clutch so far and that they kind of do tend to play their best football in the fourth quarter. Now, like you said, when it comes against the Texans, you don't want to be playing bad, bad, bad football the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's fourth quarter, let's turn it on. Or against the Chiefs, kind of go to sleep for two quarters in the second and third quarter. And then really, you know, outside of a driver two in the first quarter and outside of a driver two in the fourth quarter, kind of not do much. You want to be obviously continue to build and play better through all four quarters. But I will say the one thing we've consistently seen, like you mentioned, is this team playing some of its best football when it matters most when they need it. And that's something we couldn't say last year. So at least early on, it's a good identity trait for the Colts to have that they are scrappy, they are feisty, they don't give up. And at least when the moment gets big, they've been able in small sample sizes to kind of come up with some big plays and answer uh, some adversity. Yeah, and now I think if you can just get the offensive line to kind of be more consistent early in the game, uh, I think things can turn around in a hurry. And, but that to me is the big key because like I said last week, I need to see something on the field tangible before I can start talking about progress and optimism and things like that with this team. And we did, we saw a lot of things on Sunday that, that give you a tangible feeling that, that this can improve. Now I need to see it from the offensive line. They need to come out and play, put 60 minutes together of good football. I think once they do that, I do think this will be a, a good football team. I'm with you. And we'll get to the offensive line here in one second, but I want to ask you this, George. Obviously, we know the Colts want to run the ball, and they've had a lot of success the last two years with Jonathan Taylor, and Frank Reich's made no bones about it. He wants to be a top-five rush team in the NFL. I think especially when you rewatch the Ken City game on Sunday, I feel like, especially when it comes to an identity for this team, the Colts are only going to go as far as the offensive line and Matt Ryan takes them this year. They're going to obviously have to block a lot better, and they're going to need Matt Ryan to make some big throws when it counts to lead this team either early in the game to get off to a hot start or obviously finish the game to win the game. We saw that happen on Sunday, but especially when you look at last year where this team was second in rushing and Jonathan Taylor was the rushing champ and had an insanely productive year that still ended up at nine and eight missing the playoffs. They still were missing that passing game element that couldn't get them over the top in terms of getting to the playoffs where they were 26 last year. This team, I think they could still run the ball. Well, Jonathan Taylor was, I believe fourth in the NFL in rushing yards so far through three weeks. He'll have his success. They're going to be a good running team um, for the most part of the season. I think, though, when it comes to identity, this team is going to have to, or they're only going to go as far as the O-line and Matt Ryan takes them. Would you agree with that? No, absolutely. I mean, it's a passing league. We've seen that for years now. You know, if you can't throw the ball consistently, uh, you're just not going to win big games. Eventually, you're going to run into somebody who can. Uh, even even in lower-scoring games, the Super Bowl wasn't exactly a shootout. But at the end of the game, how did how did the Rams come back and win? You know, they weren't running the ball down Cincinnati's throat. They were going down there and, and getting big plays through the passing right. game. And, and making plays. And we've seen that across the league every week, uh, game in and game out, you know, games are won on the arm of your quarterback. And I think that's, that's what they brought Matt Ryan in here for. Uh, I think obviously what Jonathan Taylor brings is 
you know, an element to help that passing game out. I mean, that's Absolutely. that's where they they need to take advantage of having a guy who draws so much attention uh, and who can open things up in the passing game. And you know, right now they're not doing that, uh, and I think that's it's got to change. And and as it does, I mean, those two things are very complementary. As they start to take more advantage of of what's there in the passing game, the holes will get wider. You know, the box will get lighter for for Jonathan Taylor. So it, I think one kind of plays off the other, uh, and it, that's what makes me think this team has a chance to be a really good offense if they can figure out some of the communication issues that are going on because of Jonathan Taylor, because that's the element that you know not everybody has. And you've seen Tennessee kind of do it. You know, Ryan Tannehill, I don't think anybody's going to put him on the top of, of, of their list of AFC quarterbacks, uh, but they've been an effective offense for the last few years because Derrick Henry draws so much attention and Tannehill makes plays when he has to. And I think that's that's kind of the blueprint for the Colts right now. Matt Ryan doesn't have to go out and throw for 400 yards, but he's got to make plays like he did in the fourth quarter Sunday when they're needed. Uh, you just got to do that more consistently throughout the game. And you even look at the last few years of this Colts team. Like 2018, Andrew Luck, they made the playoffs because he comes back and throws 40 touchdowns. 2019, obviously, Luck retires. Jacoby Sack can't lead the team throwing the ball. 2020, Phil Burris comes in, has a renaissance, especially later on in the year. They, Like you mentioned, a great complimentary offense where you're running and passing the ball really efficiently and make the playoffs. 2021, one of the best rushing teams, one of the worst passing teams, miss the playoffs. Like I said, it's going to have to come down to the passing game here for the Colts. They will make the playoffs. We see it just with this team alone. When they pass the ball well and have the quarterback playing well, this is a playoff team every year. When they can't get that, when they're two one-dimensional running the ball, this is a team that you could go over 500, and they had nine wins last year. They should have made the playoffs. But in the end, we see that that lack of balance, that lack of a passing attack in today's NFL come back to really bite them. Like I said, that's why they've been out of the playoffs, at least last year, um, and missed the playoffs a little bit more than not recently as well as that lack of true uh consistent quarterback play which the Colts like you said are going to absolutely need from Matt Ryan now going forward